This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, and you are listening to Conversations Podcast. Conversations It's a translation To a Star Wars nation It's a celebration Welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I am Hondo. Not- Wait, you're not supposed to be here yet. Uh, I'm Pat, and uh, this is episode 49 in a galaxy full of heroes, villains, mercenaries, bounty hunters, and pirates. Wait, 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 wait. Legitimate businessmen. Uh, legitimate <laughs> businessmen. We focus on one in particular Hondo Onaka. <laughs> he cut in too early. I don't know what happened. Well, that... he, like I gave him his lines two days ago. <laughs> it doesn't matter, too. Even if he had a schedule, he'd it's still be in there. It's always about him, though. It is. It's always about him. Yeah, he doesn't even care. It's like, look, I'm part of the show, so guess what? I'll be there. Uh, he's actually this show. He is. Um, as um, many or most of our listeners probably already know, both of them do know, I, I'm sure. Yes. Hondo is 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 very, very easily one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd been kind of talking about him for a while in terms of when are we going to do a Hondo um, episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't do it episode number two, uh, like some other podcasts. Right. Which podcast but, would that be? Um, I don't know. I don't listen to it. <laughs> 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 yeah of course uh rob at the jedi oh, temple archives podcast did his uh hondo episode uh in conjunction too with the opening of galaxy's edge as well and so there's some great you know great wealth of information in there um and so he did it very very early in his run so we are jealous uh somewhat dismayed uh but i guess we're okay with talking about it yeah and um and we're excited to talk about it because his um his his character is quite interesting, and um, and he's loads of fun just mm. all around. The weak way, like the species that Hondo is, saw them for the first time in Return of the Jedi. Yes, and um, I think the the first thing we need to mention about um, Hondo is Jim Cummings. Absolutely, because obviously, yeah, Jim Cummings. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he, um, of course, is the voice of Hondo in the clone wars and in rebels and also in galaxy's edge you know that's that continuity that they uh that they go for um but just the the immense talent of jim Cummings. Uh, one of my one of my hopes in in ever seeing jim cummings would be to um either have him as winnie the pooh or some winnie the pooh lines as honda uh, <laughs> I think it would be hilarious either way. It would be. <laughs> yes. And you know, that's a great so, launching uh, point for Hondo and his humor, his wit, <laughs> but also his intelligence. I mean, he vacillates between a face of uneducated pirate, but that level of intelligence is certainly there. And he's playing 
his opponents like chess and he has that depth where he knows he's trying to read people so he uses his humor as a as a defense mechanism but also it spurs so many classic lines and that's part <laughs> of the wonderfulness of uh hondo and what makes him so endearing uh, like we put up a tweet and asked some of our listeners to talk to us about uh what are some of their favorite hondo quotes and we got a quite a bunch of likes and a bunch of a uh, bunch of input uh so the tweet was hondo is one of our favorites he also has so many great lines what's yours one of the first responses we got was actually from tom at the uh, hyperion adventures podcast and he replied with a gif and he said oh the stories i could tell so many of them true <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Ah, he's so good. He's fantastic. And <laughs> from uh, the Stout Pullout, which is at Captain Margaret, um, uh, also one of their favorite characters, uh, and the uh, their favorite line was, Today I like children. And of course, that was from the Ilum arc when he was uh, saving the, uh, the younglings from their yes. uh, mission from there. Um, and from a larger view yeah. of the Force, uh, <laughs> insolence we are pirates we don't even know what that means i can't even say the lines without laughing it's so funny here let me try okay insolence we are pirates <laughs> we don't even know what that means <laughs> that one yes that one <laughs> oh, so, so good. you know it's quite uh, obvious that he resonates with um a lot of people and like we said, you know, he's he's got depth to him, he's got intelligence to him, and he's very successful in what he does. He's he's a side character, but uh, he's been through many eras, and he adds a level of humor. Don't tell him he's a side character. <laughs> this is Don't true. Don't tell him. That. Well, I, I'll definitely get in trouble. He'll be he'll be like he'll take great offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, our Red Five Network, Ro and Brad, and they love the fact that uh, Hondo is you know a deep character and a fun character, and one of their favorites as well. Yeah, I think uh, if you don't at least crack a smile when he's on screen, uh, there's something seriously wrong with you. Mm. Um, just the, you know, and like you said, with, with him being shrewd and, and very street smart, it's funny because he'll almost sometimes give off this appearance of being kind of bumbling or like mm -hmm. just kind of uh, adult and uh, yeah. and and then he flips to script and like, like you capture Count Dooku. Yeah, he did. You don't do that by being an idiot. No. And that was actually one of the first appearances we saw of him in the Clone Wars where he captured Dooku. And I got to say, too, how many cool ships we've seen in Star Wars. His ship, if it's not the most classic UFO style ship, and they carried that through from our first meeting of Hondo in the Clone Wars all the way through Galaxy's Edge comic book run and... Uh, his appearances in there he always has and that's even that's funny because you look at it, it's like wow that's like you know war of the worlds like a 1950s style stuff you know which is so funny to see but yeah and he doesn't necessarily outsmart dooku but like you just said he does play that dolt angle to read what his opponent or the person he's interacting with see how they're going to react to him and it's a very subtle way of understanding the situation of how he's going to position himself and it speaks to how successful he's become 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what's funny about you mentioning the ship, that's like a 50-year span yes. from yeah. the Clone Wars to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And he's still got the he's same still- ship. <laughs> <laughs> we need a name for it. I mean, I'm not surprised. No. If he was going to name his ship, he probably would name it the Hondo. I mean, I don't see any other name being on that ship except himself. Um, I think he would name it uh, Onaka Transport Solutions. <laughs> Boom. That's that's a uh, yeah. that's a nod to Galaxy's Edge. There indeed. you go. <laughs> um, I mean, it it does it is a solution to transport Onaka. So right. I feel like it makes perfect sense. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we first see him. On um, Philorum, you know, he crosses paths with Obi-Wan and Anakin and um, several times. And just, I, I love, like, just the way Obi-Wan interacts with him. He's like, okay, um, first of all, do we have another Jar Jar here? Because I really don't have the time for this. And then, um, and then he's kind of like a shifty smuggler type of guy. And he's like, oh one of these all right Mm. cool so he's like i don't really know how to read this guy yeah (laughs) but he keeps popping up and (laughs) i guess we're gonna just have to deal with it he's one of his best friends ever um, (laughs) yes yes he is they 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 are some of his best friends um his backstory i think is hilarious as his mother once told him son if one hostage is good Two are better. Three? Well, that's just good business. Um, so she taught him how to pick pockets, like get by in the seedy sort of underbelly of the galaxy. And um, he just continued it on from there and, and built himself a little bit of a uh, gang and um, worked his way up to success from there. And it's funny, you mentioned the gang. The The size of his followers is very impressive. You have to have a level of success where you can actually pay these people and keep them in line. So that speaks to the success that he has as a business person or as a smuggler, or which, he, of course, he hates the word smuggler, but as a pirate uh, or a brigand, as uh, Dooku calls him. I prefer the term business associates to gang members. <laughs> Um, you know, again, it speaks to, um, kind of his knack for, (laughs) for that type of lifestyle. And, um, you know, and that translates to his success. And then, you know, when you've got the Jack Sparrow of Star Wars, um, over here, um, being very successful in Mm -hmm. his endeavors, you, you, you're going to have people that want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can kidnap people and have high ransoms paid and all and, and live high on the hog for a little while, then, <laughs> um, then yeah, and speaking of hog, um, yeah, he's, um, he does find out eventually that, that, that pigs do fly. The episode we're talking about is the Gungan General, I think it's called. But anyways, when he eventually does capture Dooku in this episode and Dooku never underestimates him, you know, and as intelligent and as uh, no. uh, high ranking as Dooku is, he never underestimates Hondo and what he can do. And he actually warns Obi-Wan, uh, 
you know, look, don't underestimate this guy because he knows what he's doing and don't take him for yeah. a doofus. And, you know, they don't necessarily, but... He's um, also a calculated player too, though. Correct. And he's, yeah, he's almost like a mirror at that point. And when he's Apollo communicating with Coruscant, you know, he knows, I'm, I'm talking about Hondo here, he calls, he knows what the lightsaber is. He's got that knowledge. I think he calls it like a laser sword or he sort of underplays the name of the uh, of the weapon again to promote this air of oh i don't know what i have you know oh i'm just a simpleton but if he knows the entire playing field and knows how important what he has with him again to bring out his opponents mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you know it, it kind of um exudes a um an air of idiocy and um so then you know whoever's whoever's um you know, opposing him is then caught off guard. Yeah. You know, because they mm -hmm. feel that he's doesn't know what he's doing or or that he's the worst pirate they've ever heard of. Um <laughs> but they have heard of they him. They have heard of him. <laughs> um I I wanna say that I think it's really cool how um uh Sam Whitwer just knows um that his Kowakian monkey lizard's name is Pilf Muckmuck. This is true. I mean, that's like the level of nerdiness <laughs> yes. that Sam Witwer is, which is comforting because I I, I want him to be that nerdy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so he has a um, he has a monkey lizard pet um, that kind of carries around like a parrot on his shoulder yes. to keep up with the pirate theme. Yes, <laughs> so weird. In fact, I. I feel the need to purchase one from Galaxy's Edge for my for my uh, Hondo cosplay. Mm. And then uh -huh. mod, mod it for the color scheme. Well, yeah, of course. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> and um, I'm seriously looking into um, doing a Galaxy's Edge version of Hondo. Ooh. So, yeah. Nice. I know. Mm -hmm. This is the first you're hearing of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, We've got the Clone Wars and, and him doing his almost ruthless hijinks. Um, you, and it's it's weird to say it like that because it's it's almost dissonant to say ruthless and hijinks together. <laughs> but there is a certain darkness to his character in Clone Wars. There is. And, there is. Mm -hmm. And like he'll 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 say a joke and then he'll immediately go into this sort of dark, sort of sinister tone. And you're like, wow, this guy's uh, pretty cutthroat. Mm -hmm. Which you know, he's a pirate. I don't, I don't blame him for that. Mm -hmm. That's you know, that's fine. That's who he is. As we shift more towards like Star Wars Rebels, yeah, he's changed a little bit. He's matured. Yeah, I think he's matured. He's maybe okay. <laughs> I mean, that's well, not necessarily the 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 word I would use, but okay. <laughs> the reason I say matured is because. From the Clone Wars, I completely agree with you, is that he had a much sort of a, like an underlying darker edge. And I say darker only in the sense that of what he's trying to get for what his goals are. He's a he's a pirate. He's he's an opportunist. Right. He's looking for the profit at, at every angle. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> understands that the Jedi are almost a necessary evil for as as a friend ally but he's got to work under them as well because they represent law for him and potential profit loss for him but he has that sort of 
respect for them because they've always treated him with respect. I mean, even from the first episode where we saw uh, Obi-Wan and even Anakin understanding that what, you know, their purpose for this, uh, this arc was that, okay, we're dealing with Dooku and Hondo is, is there and he's part of the, part of the deal, but it's a separate piece of it. So they're not really focusing on him. They don't have time for the small sort of not warlords, but uh, brigands or pirates as he were, but they understand that where, where he's at, he's an opportunistic person. That's where his involvement level comes in. And throughout the clone wars, we see that, uh, you know, he moves from uh, a brigand pirate slash business person into some more of a seasoned, not uncle that you love, but sort of has those uh, weird schemes he's always trying <laughs> to do in Rebels. Uh, yeah. But that's why I say mature. That's, that, that was the term that came to my mind is that he's he's more genial. He's more approachable, but he still has, he's like, you know, he's flipped his script from, uh, uh, from businessman slash funny guy to funny guy slash businessman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I think, uh, it's, it's weird because, um, you know, by the time we catch up to him in rebels, he's, um, his gang is pretty well dissolved. Yeah. And, true. um, yeah. Then he kind of uh, resorted to small-time piracy and smuggling and kind of away from that whole, like, um, gang leader sort of mm-hmm. um, boss angle and you know, <laughs> some, like, get-rich-quick schemes and such <laughs> that he's now um, – his <laughs> current endeavors. Um, but he, um, like you said, with the Jedi, him – finding them as a useful tool. He gives a little to them and, and takes a little from them. Um, <laughs> Whatever so he can. So that's what he ended up doing was, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a guy that knows things and he's provided some intel to the crew of the ghost in Rebels and in communicating with them, he took a, uh, a bit of a shine to young Ezra and um, <laughs> uh, kind of respected the Jedi at that point because of the interactions he's had with them in the clone wars Mm -hmm. and saw him kind of on this path but had enough sense to kind of realize what happened to the jedi in that time Mm -hmm. uh between the clone wars and now uh as in the the point the time of rebels and he's you know that's why you know he brings up the idea of him uh you know being a pirate jedi because it's (laughs) like you know, yeah, it's somewhat like self-serving. Like, I want you to be like me because, you know, I like you and you should you should be like me. But um, <laughs> at the same point, it's like the Jedi got themselves into some trouble by having this sort of hard-nosed stance on everything. And, you know, then you've got the fall of Anakin and all this. Really because of that, you know, it's it's one of those things where if you take the ideals and the and the principles of the Jedi and then take a, a bit of a flexible approach like you would as a pirate, <laughs> um, then you can still honor the Jedi and still um, better adhere to to what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I think you know it, it was it was somewhat uh, self inflating. For him to, to say that to him but um but at the same time it it 
makes some sense for Ezra, you know. It does. You know, from Hondo's perspective, you can, again, scroll back to the, the Clone Wars and see the, not the error of their ways where he would see it because he's a pure businessman, but when he saw, uh, I don't remember in the one of the last episodes we see him in the Clone Wars, when uh, Obi-Wan and Ali Galia were fighting Maul and Savage, and Adi, she fell, that she died in that battle. Mm-hmm. Hondo had that realization that the Jedi aren't this magical group of people who are infallible. She died at that battle. And you could see, even in his line, I think, uh, you know, he said, Wow, I, I don't know what to say. You know, I'm speechless. So it yeah. took this mystique around the Jedi and almost gave them a sense of vulnerability that he could understand is that, well, they're not this godlike species. They're somewhat like me where they're doing their own path in this universe, but they they will fall into battles they can't win. And if they don't retreat, they will die. And that's talk about the life of a pirate. Yeah, and I think that's been a uh, long-standing legend of the Jedi because when when Anakin first sees Qui Gon and Obi Wan, that's when he's, he's like, no, no one can kill a Jedi, you know. Oh, so that's there's true. There's yeah, this sort of um, idea that you know they can do these mystical things, um, and they, they they must be mystical beings, you know, to be able to. You know, like like we see with Kylo, even stop blaster bolts mm. and move things and, and, and that sort of like like lift things up and all this sort of levitation and everything. Um, so, you know, this this sort of feeling of, of where things are and, and this in this being in tune to the world around you, even we see it in um, Rogue One to a certain degree. Um, with uh Chirrut, where he is going through oh, true. the battlefield yep. and he's unscathed the whole time he's going through because he's he's in tune with the world around him so you know to kind of see these events to hear about these events and then as the legend grows you know you, you'd think of these people as as being you know magical or indestructible yeah yep. you know and you've got these outer rim planets that have never seen a Jedi at all. And it's but they just hear the legend. stories. Yeah, it's a legend. Yeah. Things. Are they yeah. constantly glowing? Are these magical beings? Well, they're not. And Honda under- understood that very clearly. Um, yeah. And in Rebels, we get that sense that Honda understands much a much larger view of that universe where he's working in with the Rebels and takes Ezra under his wing and Ezra sees himself somewhat in Hondo and vice versa. And that's why that bond is extremely strong very quickly. And <laughs> half or what, three quarters of the episodes that we see after when we first see his introduction is, you know, oh, it's Ezra. We have a we have an informant. Who's the informant? Hondo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because exactly. they're in constant contact, you know. He, right. Of course, he's right. got longer horns and looks a little bit older and everything, but He's still that Hondo that we all know and love. And uh, the the way that they introduced Hondo in Rebels from the progression <laughs> of the, the Clone Wars uh, is it's such a it's, it's a heartwarming experience because you they kept that uh, heartfelt um, 
you know, humor. They kept the uh, warmness of his character, but also the underlying businessman style in a different sense. Like I said, that's where it always comes back to, like I was just saying to you before, where he's like that uncle that you just love. He's got that sort of quirkiness to him and uh, weird, weird schemes. And, you know, ultimately everyone wins at the end, but you know, the, the middle part is quite, uh, <laughs> quite it's tumultuous. Quite <laughs> the, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the, the one constant, uh, well, one one of several constants <laughs> with Hondo is is he's just he's shifty, and um, you know all through Clone Wars and Rebels he's he's always got some scheme he's cooking up or or somebody he's trying to double cross <laughs> or somebody's trying to kidnap or backstab or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but that all changes, Asterix. Uh, when he um, <laughs> when he lands on Batu and um, goes quote unquote legit with Onaka Transport Solutions. This is very um, true. So I um, having seen firsthand several times the dealings of Onaka Transport Solutions, <laughs> I feel the need to tell you. I'm not so sure it's on the up and up. <laughs> I mean, especially when you take his expenses out. Right, right. Like he's got a pretty hefty cut for not doing any of the work. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> Look, we all win here. I just win more than you. Um <laughs> So yes, uh, that was that was kind of the basis. I, <laughs> the shirt that I made. Yes, where he's help one help for one. legitimate business opportunities. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it's so fun to think that in the planning of Galaxy's Edge and Batu and Black Spire Outpost, that Lucasfilm and Disney brought him as a character into this world, and not only literally brought him into the 3D world with his animatronic, like we talked about before, and Jim Cummings voicing him. They've given him life after Rebels. And yes. then has has extended his story. And not that we wouldn't love to hear more about it, but, uh, you know, and we did see a lot more of it in the Galaxy's Edge uh, comic run that we talked about before. Yes. And we see just how uh, connected he is to the universe, you know, uh, Outside of the the movies and the TV shows that we've actually already experienced, it gives him even more legitimacy and long-standing success that he's now in the First Order era and still a successful quote-unquote businessman that he's running a legit enough <laughs> enough <laughs> legit-ish <laughs> uh, operation in Batu that he can work under the uh, scrutiny of the First Order enough that he can do legitimate things and also make a profit. (laughs) But of course. Um, (laughs) So I think that um, it's interesting because in all of Galaxy's Edge, it's completely sequel trilogy oriented. Yes. There is, um, you know, there's subtle references to you know, like the the cargo boxes up on top with the shuttle with seventy seven, eighty, and eighty three for the original films and all. Mm. Um, but there's nice. really not 
very obvious references to anything but sequel trilogy. The fact that he made it. Um, <laughs> the fact that he made it. <laughs> right. It's like, all right, buddy. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 a testament to to not only his character, but their willingness to play around with that kind of stuff. Um, you've got the um, Weequay bartender in um, the season two, episode one Correct. of The Mandalorian. That's true. Who, that's true. Who appears to be quite a bit older than Hondo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can assume that they obviously live long enough to, you know, make it from the prequel trilogy to the sequel trilogy. Um, and uh, so then why not? And then when you have such um, comedic and voice acting genius as Jim Cummings to to come in and do that, you know, it's fantastic for me because, um, you know, when we first heard of the Smuggler's Run, ride i was like okay well that sounds cool you know in a whole bit and all right you know falcon i'm excited for that and then they're like onaka transfer i was like wait a minute what what (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like oh so oh wow okay so that's what we're doing and um and i love it so much (laughs) so much so that um you know when they were doing fast passes and single rider for smuggler's run i refuse to do it because you missed the hondo part um <laughs> so it's like no i um I, lo- I love my hondo so um it's it's really well done uh how they've integrated him into the story because you know obviously the the falcon needs some repairs and and chewie's here on uh batu and who else to help asterisk but <laughs> hondo asterisk. so yeah, it's just one of those, listen, I'm more than willing to help, but. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so it fits in perfectly with the with the theming of the land and the, and the story of the ride. And, um, and, and he plays it off perfectly, and I love it so much. <laughs> he does. And he's been, you know, for Disney and Disney Parks, uh, Lucasfilm, to introduce him as a character as one part of the catalyst for the smugglers run and a a central figure within that story part is not only just a validation for his character but also a shout out to the fans that have has clearly loved him because he had that staying power from the clone wars all the way through rebels and there's a host of other characters they could have chosen from that would have fit that role quite well and the approach that he has for Batu and Black Spire Outpost and, and you know, Doc Ondar, and, you know, which we see in uh, the comic run, having that sort of like not seedy under, you know, backstory, <laughs> but opportunistic. It fit within the overall uh, understanding of what Black Spire Outpost was about, sort of outer rim, uh, not much scrutiny. <laughs> Everyone sort of kept the, the level, but eh, if you if you sort of straddle both lines, you're okay as well. And who better to fit that role than Mondo? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so yeah, so I think I think um, you know, obviously I'm I'm very pleased with uh, their choice of that. Um, but then um, you know, little known fact um, about Hondo is 
after all his experiences and and everything that he learned, he he wrote a bit of a manuscript that was um, known as the Book of Hondo about his lifestyle philosophy, never letting an opportunity slip away from you. <laughs> Essentially, it's a guide for um, uh, criminals to read. Uh, it's a bit of a how-to guide to piracy. And um, they uh, they take inspiration from it. He's, he's kind of like the um, Dale Carnegie of the Star Wars underworld. <laughs> Where is this from? I have no idea. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so, well, should we should we do a commercial break and come back to this? Yeah. We'll be right back. This week on Storage Wars Tatooine, a dispute erupts over ownership of a particular unit, but the Huttese auctioneer steps in and tries to settle it. What's going on here? This is my unit! I paid for this up front for three months! And you're here trying to auction it off? I store all of my boiler makers here. Do you know how much it takes to make a particular brand of Jedi mind-bending liquids? This is ridiculous! Tune in tomorrow to Hollow Channel 7 to find out if your rightful owner keeps what rightfully is his. Maybe. And we're back. Thank you very much for our sponsors. And sort of, Pat, before we took the break, Hondo, a book that he wrote and a, a guide, <laughs> the book of Hondo, not to be confused with the book of Boba Fett, which we'll get to oh, shortly, but no. um, please let us know more about this. This is fantastic. I wish I could. Um, you know, there's only been whisperings through the Star Wars universe about, you know, about this manuscript and um you know i honestly i'm not sure whether or not it actually exists but the legend <laughs> the legend exists where where he's he's written a book that um that is uh is the sort of template for piracy for 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 effective and modern day piracy that's in, fantastic in and i you know i know that you know, Pablo Hidalgo is probably listening to this and all. So um, <laughs> if he could figure out a way to get someone to to replicate this manuscript on Hondo's behalf, um, I would I would read it several times over in a heartbeat and um, in his voice, uh, obviously. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, so. I I had come across that online and am in desperate need of this of this book. <laughs> now, like the source of this this text, like where's it where did it come from? Where did you find it? As I told, there's whisperings in the whisperings. Star Wars Underworld. <laughs> okay. 
Give him whispering. Back Sounds alleys good. of Coruscant. They're right. like, hey, okay. read the book of Hondo. I said, no, but I saw the ad for the book of Boba Fett. I don't know. <laughs> um, Level 1313. Okay. That's good. That's right. Good. Yeah, hey, yeah, there, yeah, you there you go. go. Um, yeah, hmm, that's a good one. So, um, yeah, I, I imagine. And that's why I said it's like a uh, Dale Carnegie for Star Wars Underworld because that's what it seems like this book is. Um, how to how to swindle friends and influence uh, idiots. Um, and we both read the Carnegie book, which is fantastic. <laughs> yes. So I feel like that's what he would do. And it would be the best book um, in the galaxy it because be. he would say so. Um, and, Guaranteed. Uh, yes. <laughs> Guaranteed not included. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee not included. So yes. Um so I want to read that. Um I might I might I might write it myself if no one else does. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so so that's kind of the the extent of, of what we've seen of him. Mm. Um but but then of course um the other interactions we've had with with fellow Star Wars fans mm-hmm. um, when when we were in uh, Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Oh yes. And um, you know, not not to not to shift this to make it all about me, but <laughs> guess what? Guess this it's is about all me. about me. Um, so yeah, um, after hours and hours of. Uh, visual scrutiny of costume design <laughs> and um and and planning his wardrobe to to well you know close to perfection um we uh we set out to portray hondo and and cad bane because who else would uh would be able to tolerate the likes of hondo anaka for an entire day um barely Barely. Barely. <laughs> I think you held me at Blaster Point a couple times. Um, but it was um it was very fun to kind of see those interactions with with other people. I think obviously we've talked about this um in our um celebration yeah. podcast episode. But um just to see people like, oh my god, that's Hondo and like run over. Yep. And like go bananas is a testament to just how well received he is, and then how underrepresented he is <laughs> in um, in in cosplay culture. So um, you know, I don't necessarily intend to change that, um, but I intend to do more of that. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, <laughs> and that that speaks to a like, popularity of his character and the connection that he has with the fans and it more so than just a secondary background character. He has those virtues, those characteristics that we all love with humor and, you know, uh, business-like approaches. He's extremely likable character. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, and it's just, it's, (laughs) it was funny because, um, you know, as people were coming up to, to take photos and all, and it was, it was always something like, well, of course you can, what a price. For a price. Or, or, Get away from me, you urchin. Um, just people love to be insulted by Honda. Um, 
like they were clamoring for more. I was like, well, I could do this all day. You're more than happy to oblige. (laughs) Yes, yes. This is how I feel about all of you. Um, So it was... uh, it was it was certainly an interesting take um, to see, um, you know, people then going and like telling other people like, I just got insulted by Honda. It's like, <laughs> All right. I mean, I guess. Yeah. OK, whatever. I mean, that's what he would do. He would. I'm that's... not the bad guy here. That's what he would do. I was in character. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. And that's the magic of cosplay. Right. <laughs> And blame it on the cosplay. Exactly. What else would you do? <laughs> That's true. Oh man. So yeah. Um. I guess. Um. Is there anything more that you? Um. Well, there is actually. Now we've talked about how Hondo's appeared in the Clone Wars. Appeared in Rebels. Yes. The interactions that he's had with characters that we know, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and mm-hmm. if we project now into season three, maybe season four. Do you think that Hondo and Melch, let's not forget about Melch, because... Well, Melch would have to be there. Would have to be there, because not, yeah. he's like the hero of the Rebel season. But uh, um, <laughs> do you think there's a possibility that we could see Hondo as a live-action character as a catalyst in the same way that we've seen some secondary characters in Mandalorian Season 1 and 2? Uh-huh. Well... Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think I have the same mindset about Ahsoka when mm. there was rumors of her being in the Mandalorian and then getting her spinoff and all that. Um, I love the character mm-hmm. and I always want more of the character. <laughs> um, so I feel like I would, I would be incredibly happy to see that. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. I wouldn't count it out with Dave Filoni being involved, first of all. Exactly. Second of all, I you know, just because Dave Filoni like, you know, created the character and, and mm-hmm. carried him over from that to Rebels and all. Um, but the places that Dave and John are willing to go, um, and the sort of deep cuts they're willing to pull from um, I'm really not, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised yeah. about anything yeah. in any of the projects they're involved with at mm-hmm. this point. Um, I, I will be surprised to see whatever I see, um, in any of their shows, but it's one of those things where I, 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 I'll be surprised and excited to see it, but I'm not surprised that they would go there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can only hope. I, I think that there's a natural story progression there. There's connection to the character that makes sense um, for, you uh-huh. know, with the uh, bravado to introduce characters yeah. or story yeah. arcs that come from sources that most people who are watching the show wouldn't even understand. I see Hondo right. as a very well-established character that, 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 Star Wars fans love, and not only that, Disney has brought forward into the uh, the sequel trilogy. I really, really hope that we would see him in a live action, whether it's Mando or, like you said, Ahsoka, or even the the Book of Boba Fett, um, with his connection to Jango. And there was a sort of heartfelt connection between the 
both of them. And that'd be absolutely fantastic to see live action. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, with, with my appreciation for the character, like I said, any, any new <laughs> Hondo, um, material I can, I can see or, or get my hands on. I'm, I'm all about it. Um, we, we bought, we, we bought a, second Chewie and Ray Black Series figures just to get Honda. So yeah, I get it. And where did the balance of those figures go to? Oh uh, yeah. Well, you know, with our with our Wookiee and um and new Jedi surplus, they uh they ended up in the hands of um of our very own archivist uh Rob from That's the right. Jedi Temple Archives. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's like a good gift. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like we didn't want them. We just we just wanted Hondo more. <laughs> so there's that. There is that. There is that. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I mean and 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 speaking of which, so you know, the the, the Hondo Black Series figure came in a three pack with Ray and Chewie mm-hmm. and I think there was a pork or two in there. I don't yeah. know. Um but anyway. So when the parks closed down and they did like the little like black spire pop-up shops in target they did release a single figure hondo um for target exclusives Hmm. um he was never anywhere to be found wow and you know again we're talking about how how much of a fan favorite he is that that's that's proof yeah. the proof is on the empty pegs ladies and gentlemen <laughs> well that I, I guess that'll that'll do it yeah mm-hmm. all right so uh where are we um where are we these days well before we get to that um someone celebrated Uh-oh. a birthday right um i did that's right you did <laughs> and yes. we actually got something some messages for your birthday We'd like to what? listen to you right now. Yeah, go figure. Imagine Wait a that. Who's responsible for this? Rob. No, is it Tom? I'm not sure. Someone is. Oh, it's not crap. me. Okay. <laughs> Roll the tape. Hey, Pat. Chris Walken here. Just wanted to wish you a happy birthday and tell you I'm enjoying the pod show very much. I hope this next year of your life is filled with lots more dressing up in costumes like a little child. And maybe one day you'll also be on Broadway like me. Probably not. The talent, you know, is required. Anyway, my buddy Cam Ray wanted to tell you a few words. And here he is. Hey, listen, that was awful. Um, I'm just winging this. Um, please don't judge my Chris Walken. I, I can do it a lot better. I promise. Um, actually that's a lie. (laughs) I'm a nobody, (laughs) but anyway, I just wanted to tell you happy birthday. I love the podcast. Big fan of you and Charles's. Um, and listen, next time you're in galaxy's edge and I'm in galaxy's edge, let's connect and let's say, Hey, um, Let's make it happen sooner than later. Anyway, um, I hope you have the most wonderful next year of your life. And I look forward to hanging out with you sometime in the near future. All right. May the force 
be with you always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. That's a pretty awesome Christopher Walken. <laughs> and uh, we got one more voicemail oh my here. God. <laughs> one more oh, voicemail. No. And then we'll go through some of the messages on Twitter. So here's one more. Well, 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 what do we have here? Happy birthday, Pat. This is Todd from WSTR Galactic Public Access. Uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you on the interwebs. Oh, wait, that's Charles. I talk to you all the time. You, you, you're not even there because you're too good for us. But uh, just want to wish you a happy birthday. Um, it's been so fun you know, doing a couple of podcasts together. Hopefully we got more in the future. I wish you the best 2021. Um, it's already in the tank, you know, eight days in, but that's okay. Uh, just want to wish you a happy birthday. May the force be with you always. Bye. <laughs> oh, Todd. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and, a, and a few messages here from our, uh, from our friends online. Oh, no. All right, so uh, I posted a quick message on Twitter, of course, that uh, it was your Where birthday. I wouldn't see it, thanks. Exactly, okay. exactly. Uh, Ro <laughs> actually pointed that out, like, do you think he'll see this? I said, no, nah, not likely at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, uh, of course, uh, Hyperion, uh, Adventures Podcast, Pizza and Parsecs, right. Peace, Love, and Star Wars, uh, Galacta Podcast, uh, Lauren and, uh, and Andrea, uh, Force Losers, Kevin and Brad, part of our Red Five Network, uh, WSTR, of course. Um, you got Rachel, Reaper Girl, twenty-seven. Uh, said, you know, uh, happy birthday, Rez, Mister Rez, Row, and My Saga, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars fan podcast, that rule the galaxy. Everyone loved it, um, and uh, it was very fun to see people reacting to your birthday. Uh, Forces actually posted just a cryptic, weird picture for your birthday, and they went off. Mr. Rez did say happy birthday, Pat, and says, uh, and used the gif of Leia. Uh, I recognized your foul stench when I, when I was brought on board. Oh, man. How did they know? <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> so lots of love for your yep. birthday from um from our wonderful star wars uh twitter family so happy birthday to you and uh it's been fantastic of course and we have so many new friends that we've enjoyed through our podcast adventure and uh it wouldn't be nothing without you so happy birthday to you oh well that's that's very sweet and it's too generous and kind um i i think that we would have done this with or without the microphones, um, but kind yes. of uh, putting this out there has has you know afforded us uh, several several like-minded nerds and dorks that we could um, <laughs> share this um, this awesome time with. So um, so I'm I'm forever appreciative and um, and I thank you all. Of course you love my birthday. It's me. Um, <laughs> now, where are all the gifts? So, uh, I guess if we're online, then, um, then uh, you know, we're all over the place. We mm -hmm. got the website and, uh, you know, <laughs> all, that. all that. Um, <laughs> we're at Uh You might be listening to us on um, Apple Podcasts or 
any of the other um, podcast listening services. But we're also on Facebook.com slash Conversations. This guy's on Twitter, at Suations. <laughs> I don't have this anything guy. to do with it, you <laughs> jerk. Um, we have an Instagram page on Conversations and a Spreadshirt store. And if you like us, you'll probably like all our buddies over at Red 5 Network. For sure. For sure. And I created a Linktree account. And Linktree is a simple way to... to link to all of our external sites, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Spreadshirt. And that link tree is in our Instagram profile and our Twitter uh, profile as well. So you click on the link tree and you get all of our sub sort of subsidiary links to it there. So it's a quick way of, of getting to and from those different sites. But uh, nothing to replace your uh, splendiferous and wonderful <laughs> listing of all of our presences at the end of the episodes. <laughs> Oh, man. With all that being said, I guess there's only one thing left to say. May the force be with you. And that swingy laser sword thing. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Because <laughs> he That's does the zoom, zoom, zoom. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. <laughs>